Today's guest will literally be able to share her story as she's just written her first children's book, which is based off of her journey when she was young. She is the captain of the Australian Diamonds Netball team, has won the Liz Ellis Diamond Award twice, and last year led her country to a Commonwealth Games gold medal. I've also been told that she loves Aero Mint chocolate and likes to squish bugs when she walks. Let's find out if that's all true as I welcome Liz Watson. Thanks so much Hello. for chatting to me. <laughs> um, hi, Abby. I really want to know who told you those facts because <laughs> I do love Aramean chocolate. Yeah, possibly your teammates, but <laughs> um, yeah, I'm super excited to chat to you today. So yeah, your teammate shared that information about you squishing bugs. What's that all about? Well, I don't know. I think she thinks when I walk, I like twist my feet. So she thinks I'm squishing bugs. I didn't even notice it until she said it. Mm, so maybe she's noticed something that you don't even realise yeah, that you do on I purpose. So. I think it's had a Monday, to be honest. <laughs> um, and I wanted to tell you something. I actually bought your book recently. And I've, you know, I've been, as soon as I opened it, I've just started reading it. Although it's possibly based for an audience a bit younger than me. But yeah, when I picked it up, I just couldn't stop reading it. And I think it's just really good, you know, because it kind of shows your journey from when you were young and you kind of had the same, you know, you started out um, kind of playing when you were 12 years old and you play the same positions as me, which I thought was really cool. What kind of made you want to write this book, especially something that's so personal, you know, about yourself? Yeah, oh, thank you so much for that. Um, I guess it's more, it's a... I guess a children's book but it pretty much is the exact same story of how I started playing netball the characters are real uh, my mom and my dad my two brothers my best friend Katie she's still one of my good friends um, who got me into netball and I guess it was just a way of showing that yeah I started netball a bit later I was playing lots of basketball before that um, but I guess it was you know giving kids that opportunity in school have a go because obviously at sport we play lots of school find that sport that you love. And then I was able to go on and play on a Saturday morning with my friend Katie. So I guess it's more for um, to kid, for kids to encourage, um, you know, to get out there and play sport, but also just to encourage kids who love netball and sport just to get into reading. Um, I am studying primary school teaching. So it's part of that as well. Um, yeah, and like I said before, I was really interested to know that, you know, you found out you only started playing netball because of your friend when you were 12, like me. And it was, you know, really weird because, you know, you're the Australian you know, a captain, and I'm just a girl that wanted to play netball because of a couple of friends. Did netball kind of, like, interest you before that? Because I read that you played basketball before. Yeah, I actually didn't. Oh, my mum did play netball, so I knew a bit about it and watched her um, growing up when I was a bit younger. But I've got two brothers, so I kind of did whatever they were doing. So um, lots of swimming, you know, Auskick, and basketball was something that we all could just do. And I loved basketball because it was team. It was a team sport. Um, and then in grade five, you know, we do inter-school sports, which pretty much everyone does at primary school. And our school only had a netball team, not a basketball team. So um, Katie, my friend, said, just play netball. It's pretty much the same. <laughs> so I got into it then um, and just loved it. So then from there, played um, on a Saturday morning and joined my local club. And in your book, it did say that you were quite a shy girl when you were younger and netball was kind of where you like found your place, I guess. And you were very sporty, as I mentioned before you took up netball. Did you ever really feel comfortable in the sports you did? Was that why you kind of felt differently about netball? Yeah, I don't know. I think I just loved um, team sport for me. I, I did lots of little athletics as well before that, which I did love, but I found it was very individual and it was very, very competitive against, you know, everyone in your age group just trying to win the race or whatever it was, um, which I did enjoy. But I think as soon as I got into a team sport, um, especially with Katie and my friends, it just became so much more fun because you're all working together um, to win. 
which is really cool. So I think for me, that's probably where it started, just the team aspect, having fun and just, you know, working with people to, um, I guess, achieve the same goal. So you went from being just a girl from a local club to being chosen as a captain for the Victorian Flames in the Australian Netball League, which is a pretty big jump. What do you think the coach and other players saw in you that made you have leadership qualities back then? Oh, good question. I guess mum's always said to me um, to lead with my actions and I actually put that at the start of the book when I um, dedicate to mum and dad is that actions speak louder than words. And it's something that I've always lived by. And I think just going out there, doing the, the right things, trying to do my best every single time um, and, and allowing people to, you know, follow along with that. And I think that's something that definitely stood out for my coaches and, and my mentors as well is that, um, you know, when you say you're going to do something, you're going to go out and there and do it. So that was always, and even now, even at my level now with the Diamonds and the Vixens, it's the same thing. You have to lead by example and just doing your best. So I think that's where it, it started back when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was just next year, 2014, when you were still 19, that the Melbourne Vixens picked you as a training partner. And then you made the main squad and won a premiership. And some of the other players that were in that team were Bianca Chatfield, Catherine Cox, Jeeva Mentor and Maddie Brown, who were all, you know, huge, big international players. How important were those players? And I guess, how did they help you learn? Oh, that was so important to me, especially that first year. I came in quite late to that season, so I'd missed most of the pre-season. And I, and I replaced a player who was pregnant, so it did happen quite late in the pre-season. I think we're only about a month out from the start of the season. So obviously very exciting, but I felt like I wasn't up to scratch with being as fit as the girls or as across you know, the game plan. I felt very, very much behind. And I think having the support of someone like Bianca, who's still one of my best friends today, she was the one she was the captain at the time and she just really really helped me and I think I was very lucky in that group it was such a I guess strong team with Kath Cox we had Maddie Brown and um I guess I was just in that center position and I felt like I could just play my role just do what I need to do and then everyone around me was really supportive so um I was yeah I count myself very lucky for that first season because they definitely gave me the start that I dreamed of and obviously to win a premiership was very exciting and the next one we won was in 2020 so I think I realized by 2020 how hard premierships are to come by I think I took the 2014 one probably a bit too much for granted because it was my first year I was just having fun and just loved it well what was um I guess it just like you know when the siren went at the end of that premiership game you've just been picked you know as I guess a late recruit and then suddenly you won a premiership you know in your debut year like what was that just whole experience like yeah, it was amazing. And we did it in Melbourne as well. So all of my family and friends there um, were in the stadium watching, which was really cool. But um, I guess I'd been part of Victorian Pathway for such a long time. Um, so I was very lucky with having success in the under-19s, under-17s programs for a few years. So um, as a Victorian, you always want to win and you're always expected to win. And I guess it was nice to know that the Vixens level it was the same same mentality we're victorians and you know we always want to try try our best to win so um, a pretty special first year i'll never forget that one were you kind of like the kind of player that would just you know ask all of those girls lots of questions or did you kind of just i guess more watch their actions and learn from them that way uh no i asked lots of questions i remember <laughs> Kath Cox saying to me it's great you need to keep asking questions and i think because i felt like i was a bit behind missing most of the pre-season um and coming in quite late I just had to catch up as quick as I can and ask all the questions I could and it wasn't just all the stuff on court it's everything off court about being an elite athlete you know when we travel um you know different things we do with our fans and our sponsors and the club and just everything that comes with being an athlete 
Um, they were, you know, they'd been doing it for 10, 15 years at the top level. So I had some pretty good experience around me. So I just wanted to pick their brain all the time. <laughs> and you were actually roommates with Bianca Chatfield on a Melbourne Vixens tour that year. And she said this about you. She trains hard. She contributes as much as she can to the team. She's so humble and mature, far, far beyond her years. It's endless what she'll be able to achieve in her netball career if she keeps going along the way she is. It looks like Bianca knew what she was talking about. <laughs> You obviously have had other women who believed in you and encouraged you a lot along the way. What kind of difference do you think that can make, especially, you know, to a young girl and woman? Yeah, oh, it is everything to have that support from her. Um, Bianca probably was one of the most mature but immature people I know and just made, you know, it was so much fun being in her team. Um, but she also, you know, learned, I guess, taught us how to train hard, how to work hard and how to be the best that we can and, um, I think right from my first game, she was always there. I remember she gave me a hug before I ran out and said, don't worry, I've got your back, you're going to be fine. Um, and, yeah, even today we're still really good friends and she's still a really big support of netball. And obviously uh, myself and also Kate Maloney, we're, we're quite close, so it's nice to have um, that connection with her. And you just mentioned Kate Maloney, but I was looking at the photo of the 2014 Vixens team and two of the other young players in that squad were Kate Maloney and Joe Weston. Nine years later, the three of you still play together for the Vixens and Australia. What has it meant for you three to be able to go, I guess, through basically your whole career side by side? Yeah, it's kind of um, unheard of. And even, you know, before we got to the Vixens, we played together in Victoria for a long time. So I think it's been since we were about 15 years old, um, you know, and we're nearly, well, Kate's 30, I'm nearly 30, so it's been a long time. But um, it's nice to know that we've gone through that journey together. We've obviously had so many amazing experiences, some really tough seasons, we've had injuries, we've had everything you can possibly have as an athlete we've been able to share together um, and been able to stay in our home state. I think that's the pretty, I guess, cool thing. And now with Emily Mannix as well, um, we've all kind of been able to stay in Victoria, which is very, very um, lucky to be able to do that. I know lots, lots of players have to move around to get the opportunity, um, but for us to do it in Victoria because we love it here, it's been really cool. And you made your first Aussie squad in 2014, but you didn't actually play your first game for the Diamonds until about two years later. How do you think it was actually a good thing, you know, having to wait? Yeah, I, I think it was. I think 2014 was a massive year for me and it was actually a year of um, a Commonwealth Games. So I remember my first ever Diamonds camp, it was actually a selection for the Commonwealth Games team, which in my mind was just crazy because I was like, I don't even think I should be here and I'm going into a selection for a Commonwealth Games. So there was a squad of us and um, I remember they would actually sit and run down a room and call out the names of the athletes and you'd go out the front of the room. Um, and I think for me, it was just exciting to be in that environment, to be with players, obviously with like Bianca and those girls, but also, you know, the equivalent of those athletes from different states, someone like Julie Coletto, who I looked up to so much and she was there. And um, I think it was nice to get a little taste of the environment and, sh and I guess, show me that that's what I want to do and that's where I want to be um, and give me motivation to go back, have a really good pre-season in 2015 and 16 and then get my opportunity. So being in that like Commonwealth Games environment with, you know, lots of international stars kind of prepared you for the rest of your career, I guess? Yeah, I would say so. It, it definitely gave me that um, excitement and motivation to want to be there and want to play for the Diamonds um, because you sort of make your squad and then you want to make your first team and then you want to get on court for the first time. So there's so many different steps and each of them take time. Um, so you just got to enjoy every one that you've got. You know, even when I was first in the team, I didn't get, get on court straight away. Um, so you want to, you know, work really hard um, to get that opportunity on court. So it definitely um, comes in steps. 
Um, and including you, I've been pretty lucky enough to interview quite a few captains of Australian sporting teams, and they all seem to be a bit different in, I guess, how they lead. What do you think makes a good leader? Well, I think it's someone who just brings out the best in everyone and someone who does their thing but also can allow an, an opportunity or an environment for people to step up and, and lead as well. And I think once you get to an Aussie level, you're with a, a really elite group of athletes and most of the athletes in that environment are probably leaders back in their own club or have been leaders in time. So everyone is a leader. Everyone's got those skills and it's how can we all work together and, and bring that out. And I think, you know, even at the Diamonds now, it's obviously myself and Steph Wood but we've got a bigger leadership group and then it, it extends to the whole squad. We call it shared ownership. Everyone in the squad has the responsibility. You're a diamond now, you still need to lead. So I think it's just creating that environment that people can do that. And then just going out there and, and having fun. We speak about creating moments and memories and that can be on the court, obviously, but also off the court because we do remember our time together with all the funny things that happen off the court, not all the games. So um, yeah, create a really relaxed environment that people can just be themselves, have fun and then perform really well. And actually just speaking about how you lead, I guess, I might have messaged one of your Australian teammates to ask what kind of leader that they think you are. And they said she leads by actions in how she plays and her off and her off court high performance behaviors. She is super approachable and makes everyone feel equal. I think that's a pretty cool way to be described. <laughs> oh, they're too nice <laughs> to me. <laughs> Are there any parts of being a leader which I guess weren't really natural for you and you kind of had to like learn and work on over the years? Yeah, it's probably um, using my voice a little bit more and actually, um, you know, I love to, I don't want to be the bad cop in any situation and tell people, you know, there, there are times though where we do need to really concentrate if we are mucking around a bit too much or things aren't going well. And I think it's really hard to, when a team isn't performing, how we can bring them back and still have that fun and still have that enjoyment and still um, you know, have our vision that we're still going where we need to go. It's just, you know, road bumps along the way. So I think it's been able to find the enjoyment and fun when things aren't going well. Because obviously when you're winning and you're playing well, generally the group's really happy and everyone's enjoying their time. Um, it's more when things are going a little bit tough and um, whatever it may be, just how we can still have that fun and, and bring out the best. By the way, that teammate that I messaged also asked some of her other teammates at the club, but her name may or may not have rhymed with Mira Boston. So I wonder who that could be, but. Oh, <laughs> oh she's too good to me. I was actually just messaging her. I'll have to let her know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, just going on to a bit, of a bit, bit of a different subject, I guess. 2021 was probably quite a weird year for you. There was a super netball bubble season, but you were injured. And then when the year finished, you were made the captain of the Diamonds. As someone who was a pretty shy kid, that must have meant a lot for you and your family to see like how far you'd gone. Yeah, it, it was a really special year. Obviously really devastating at the start. I wasn't expecting to have to have surgery. I did have a bit of a foot issue, which I thought I was managing well, but it got to a point where I just needed to um, have surgery. So to miss out on that team, Sorry, miss out on that season. And then obviously the girls got into a hub season as well. Um, not having the best success as well on the court. It was really hard to sort of be a role as a, I guess, almost assistant coach-ish, kind of helping out Simone as much as I could. Um, but then, you know, I think just learning from other, in another way and then going through my rehab, getting myself in the best physical position I could for the, you know, next season, because, you know, we decided that, you know, there's no point rushing this injury back, take out the whole year and come back. And I think that Diamonds camp at the end was nice to be with that group. And then I think the most special part of that whole 
announcement was that it came from the squad, like the squad of the team who um, put in nominations, they put in their feedback. You have an interview process based on that um, with the coaches and, and some panel, men, panel members, but it actually comes from the squad. And I found that really, really nice. And it gave me a lot of confidence to know that I've been put in this position for the girls who were going to go on this journey together. So yeah, it was a really cool moment. I actually found out in isolation. I was in Perth in quarantine and we had to do a Zoom call and um, yeah, it was pretty special. Quite a roller coaster year it seemed, but it's good that it had a good finish, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was really special. Um, and I guess just talking about netball as a sport, it's always kind of been one of the leading sports to kind of just inspire girls. And as the captain of the national team, what kind of message and example do you and the team, I guess, aim to set for young girls? Yeah, we want girls to just stay in sport, I guess, and just be active as much as they can. And, and you would know with all the amazing females that you've spoken to is how, you know, whatever sport it is, we want girls to be playing. And we know that the older that girls get, the more that they just sort of drop out on sport or just stay active in general. So I guess, yeah, we are netballers and that's what they see us as, but we also want to be really good role models with all the things that we do off the court as well and, and how having that balanced life is going to create the best version of yourself. So um, I guess we're very lucky in our position to be able to play every single week with our state and then go away with our country and represent your country. It's kind of crazy to say it like that because you kind of forget that how many little girls like yourself are out there playing at netball every single week and we're the ones who get to go and play for our country. So um, we hope that it, it, it excites people to want to play netball, want to watch netball. Um, and come to a live game. Everyone says it's a lot rougher <laughs> and it's definitely not a non-contact sport. So we're definitely um, exciting. It's exciting to watch. Well, starting her way and watching netball was definitely the thing that got me into it personally. So I guess yeah. that's good knowing that it must, you know, motivate lots of other girls to do it. But um, I guess just talking about who inspires you, which other athletes from, you know, netball or just any other sports are inspiring you at the moment and do you learn anything from them, like different qualities? Yeah, I definitely think it was um, Bianca back when she was playing and, and just Bianca Chatfield and the leadership that she had and, and the way that she played. But someone who else inspires me so much, which she wouldn't even know, it would definitely be Gretel, um, Gretel Goetta. We've obviously played a lot of time at Diamonds together, but she's someone who's, so competitive and so determined, but she's just so fun and carefree and obviously sport's a big part of her life, but she realises that, you know, there's so much else in your life and you can have a really good balance, have a really good life. And I think, you know, obviously with her son now and another one on the way, she's definitely showing that you can do whatever you want to do, whether it's, and it's hard and it, she makes it look easy, but she has so much fun. And I think she just relaxes everyone in the, in the team. So She's, we call her the unicorn because she's just amazing at everything she does. She never has to have a massage or anything and she's just playing so well. So, um, yeah, she's pretty special. That's a pretty cool nickname. I don't know if I've heard that before. <laughs> um, she's pretty cool. But I guess like also just like outside of sport, are there any women outside of sport that really inspire you? Um, oh, probably, hmm. Probably I'll just go with my mum, to be honest. She's someone who's, um, she's a principal of a primary school, so she's definitely a leader and has probably taught me those leadership skills and how to have hard conversations, how to manage people, how to bring out the best in people and obviously in a different environment in her work. But she's someone who's always there supporting me and has been right from the start in every game. But someone that, you know, we can have really good conversations together and we're about different things, you know, her work and my sport. 
but you can see a lot of similarities in that. So I think the way that she's does the thing that she does with her school and how amazing it is now, um, it's pretty cool to see that there's lots of similarities between our sports. So did she kind of like inspire you to get into teaching as well as, you know, like, like netball? Was that the reason that you started or did you just really love school when you went? Oh, well, when I left school, I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. Um, <laughs> I've got lots of teachers in my family. But then I think netball probably brought that out of me because we did lots of clinics and school holiday clinics and things like that with kids. Um, yeah, and just visiting schools a lot and showing netball to lots of different kids. And I think I just had a really, um, I don't know, just a connection with the kids and it was fun and I loved it. And I, and I thought, I think this is what I really want to do. Um, away from the court so I am still going nearly done there so then hopefully when I finish my netball career um, yeah that'll be my next chapter. Well I'm excited to see what you get up to then. Um, I guess just like right now you know we're in this like super exciting time where women's sport is just doing amazing things and girls and women just have you know more possibilities than ever before and netball has always been a great sport for decades but what do you think this sport can do or could do to just keep evolving for more and more girls so it can be more accessible? Yeah it is and I guess it is lots of you know we can say AFLW, um, the soccer, like so many women's sports are just becoming so much bigger and more attractive which is great because we want lots of girls playing sport I think netball you know I think we are still one of the highest participation sports across the country which is really cool to see it's probably been able to give more opportunities at that elite level you know we've only got eight teams in Australia which is 10 athletes per team so it's not yeah. that many numbers compared to footy or soccer or um, you know even NRL so I guess it's having how can we make our competition bigger how can we get more opportunities for young girls to see that there are um, different elite programs that they can go to um, so once they get to that elite level they're not sort of picking between different sports they know that they can still follow the netball pathway and have a really good opportunity. It's pretty crazy how you mentioned it you know how there's like you know millions of people in Australia yet we've only got eight professional teams do you ever just kind of like sit back and think like wow look at this you know amazing opportunity that you know I have? Yeah and to have only 10 in Victoria where so many girls play netball here in Victoria uh, but then, you know, even across the country, um, I think it's 80 spots in total that are contracted athletes. Um, and it is, I think, netball is still the, the number one participation sport for um, females. So um, if we can get more numbers and more opportunities for kids to play at, once they get to that level, I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, I think now it's time for a couple of questions from the Hellway community in the Mix First question is from Lucy. She asks, what does your day-to-day -day life look like during the season? We are pretty, pretty similar most days. We, um, we are spending a lot of time at the clubs. We usually do a court session and a gym session, um, followed by a recovery and massage. And then we'd always sneak in some coffee break in between um, those sessions with the team. Um, and probably one or two days off a week, but most days are similar to that. And Rachel wants to know, after both personal and team success with both the Vixens and the Diamonds, where does the motivation come through to just win more trophies? Uh, I think it's, for me, it's probably just knowing that this isn't going to last forever. And I'm really lucky to have this opportunity right now in my life. And one day it won't be here and, I'll, and I won't be playing sports. So I guess taking motivation to do the best that I can in that time with that team that we have and treat every single I guess, experience of its own experience and not kind of relating it to anything else. It's its own thing, um, it's its own game, it's its own tour or even a World Cup, it's its own thing. So, yeah, how can you make the most of that moment right then? 
And this one is from Vicky. You come from an AFL family where your uncles and brother have all played. If AFLW was a pathway for women when you were young, would you have considered playing that? Oh, maybe. I played a little bit in primary school, actually. Um, but I might have. So I actually was around my brother's footy a lot, doing the boundary umpiring for his team when he was younger. So I did love it and I do love it. Um, but I'm not sure how I'll go with the tackling and all the contact. <laughs> You could have been like Ash Braz, but I guess, you know, yeah. not that many do multiple know, sports. But... <laughs> They're so different and she makes them both look so good. It makes it look very easy. I played yeah. AFL for a bit, but it was pretty, pretty hard, pretty rough. Yeah. So I'm happy I'm doing netball now. It's a bit more. Cool. Still very yeah. contact though. Yeah, it is. It's getting a lot rougher. And Ali, who is a big Vixens fan, asks, you were still quite new to being captain when the sponsorship issue happened last year, but the team came out of it united, unified. How did you navigate this and bring everyone together when you were still new to the job? Yeah, I think it was just leading on all the support around me. And I think having a, such a united team was such a big thing for me. And, and Steph was probably my biggest supporter in that time. Steph would um, as vice captain, but um, it was obviously a very, very tricky situation and there was a lot going on and we were on a tour. We wanted to, you know, perform really well for our country. So I think um, doing what we could do, controlling what we could, but I think having such a strong team, everyone in the team was so united, everyone in the team was so supportive. Um, that definitely helped me as a leader. Um, and just finally, you might like this question. A quick question from Australian Opals basketball captain, Tess Madgen. She wants to know who your favourite character on Ted Lasso is. Oh, I love Ted Lasso. I think it has to be Ted. Definitely just Ted. Um, but I also love Keely. But we were talking about it because I don't know if you've watched it, but it's one of my favourite shows and I've finished it all. So, um, yeah, Tess is pretty pretty um, incredible in her own way. So it's nice that we both love that. Well, that's all of the questions from the mix zone. But just finally, netball has obviously given you some pretty amazing opportunities. Is there anything left on your bucket list that you would like to do while you have this profile? Oh, I think obviously a gold medal at a World Cup will be pretty incredible. Um, that's probably the next goal. Um, and I think just to play for as long as I can when I am enjoying it and I guess for me it's when I stop enjoying netball or feel like it's, you know, I guess like a job or like a you know I think that's the time to know that I'm it's probably time to step away but I do love it so much I'm having so much fun really supportive team um at the Diamonds as well um so yeah I've been very lucky with all my experiences in netball I feel like I've been spoiled with everything I've been able to do so we'll see how we can go for how much longer well those are all of my questions for today but thank you so much for joining me Liz and everyone remind to grab a copy of Liz's book because it's pretty awesome <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. To support Hoei, visit the link in the description section.